This will be episode five of the Soul Feed podcast. Feel free to go to YouTube, to Nine Foot Night Killers, and see the unedited version. However, here's the edited version for you. As always, Soul Feed is brought to you by Soul Feed Coffee from Nine Foot Night Killers. Go ahead and use the code podcast for a discount. Thank you so much for tuning in. So while I, was, <laughs> yes, while I had you all together, what I thought I'd ask is a sort of a question that's like almost mirror image of, I guess, where most conversations would go. And that is how you prepare yourself for receiving a debrief. So I know, obviously, we've all spent probably a lot of time on both sides of it. But I think more time is spent teaching people how to give a good debrief or telling them how they should give, maybe not teaching them how to give a good debrief, but telling them how they should, you know, there's lots of different methods out there, um, you know, bathtubs and this, that and the other, and people like to throw those things out there. But I don't think we spend a lot of time teaching people how to receive a debrief. Um, and I think, well, I mean, waterboarding, yeah. 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 <laughs> just yeah. In waterboarding in the bathtub. Yeah. Well, you just—is that your suggestion? People should start as a warm-up, like you know, before you work out, before you debrief, just take yourself in the bath for ten minutes. Everything else after that will be fine. If, if, each, uh, if each debrief start off of getting the bathtub and uh, get ready for a waterboard, you know it's already not going well. It's, uh, it's, a, bad, it's a bad one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a. There's obviously there's a couple of models out there and I know the one that we're probably all used to is like, you know, it goes down the, the scale of like, you know, everyone's going to give their alibis or that, you know, the unchangeable factors at the beginning. So like, you know, something broke, something went, this went wrong and, you know, that's an uncontrollable for this, for the debrief and you sort of get that out of the way early. So whatever. And then it's like, you know, retouch on the key objectives and I'm talking from the perspective of the person managing the debrief and then after that, you would kind of go into a case of like, let the other person have the opportunity to speak. Um, but after that, I think everyone has a very different style. And I don't remember ever being told, other than bring a notebook, I was never really told how to accept a debrief. Bring a notebook and tissues. This yeah, bring a yeah. gum shield. Bring a gum shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 love, I love the one where, uh, you know, if it's all gone totally wrong and you ask the guy, I don't know, I think it went, and they, they start coming back at you. Yeah, I think it went really well. Okay, mate, just sit down and I'll, I'm going to fucking tell you how it went. What I we're not on the same song sheets here. <laughs> I used to love it with Bill. He would he'd give someone a debrief, and at the end he'd be like, "All right, beast," and for those reasons you've been uh, unsuccessful. Happy with that? And they'd be like, "Yeah." Thanks, Bill. And they'd like walk off <laughs> skipping. I'd be like, what did you say to him? Well, Bill, I mean, yeah, you don't have to be an arsehole when you're dealing with it. My favourite one, uh, if you don't mind, this uh, spinning one was a uh, lad from the SAS. He um, done his first live control and he was, uh, it was all going great. Everything was going fine. And at the vinegar strokes, wrong call, incorrect call sign, incorrect and uh, on the debrief I went sorry mate you're unsuccessful there for these for these reasons and he went to me yeah but Bill for real mate he goes it would have been alright wouldn't it you know it would have been a pass I went well for real mate would you have given me 30 minutes extra on, on uh, endurance and he just said uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> Ten minutes later, he bought me a brew, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Oh, I said, "Good mate." It was fine until that point. You, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> that was fucking. That was fucking good day, though. <laughs> Phil totally destroyed someone's career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he took it. He took it. Yeah, he he took it. yeah I got a brew. See, if that was me, I'd have been thinned out, mate. I'd have been, like, knocked out. It's like, who do you think you are, you piece of shit? And Bill, Bill totally destroys a bloke. Bill, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did wrong. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel I owe you an apology and a brew. Do you want to Yeah. Well, I think it's true, though. It's telling, like... Um, yeah. I, I, I think, like... Um, you know, when, when you give a debrief, I think it's very much down to your personality. But also, I think how you take a debrief is down to your personality too. Because we've all seen guys get debriefed, like when you're on a promotion course and you've been the guy <coughs> just been a bod, a bod in a section or whatever. But you've got that commander's hat on. So you're thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching. And then when the debrief happens, you're like, I wonder if they're going to say this. I wonder if they're going to say that. And you see the guy He's just not taking it in. Like he's not mm. taking any points. He's like, nah, nah. I was in the right bollocks. Have you got anything to say? Oh, I think I did all right. And they're like, okay, okay. And they just won't have it. But then, yeah, I think most of the people. Well, I think everyone on this call for a start. Um, when you get a debrief, you're sort of thinking, right, what what do I need to be working on? What mm. do I need to be taking out of this in order to get better? You know, I don't think any of us are too precious to walk away going. I think I fucked that up and it's all right. I'll learn, you know, but I think, I think it's it taken the character, doesn't it? If you, if you go into the debrief openly going, right, what can I improve on? What didn't go right in compared to when you get a debrief and you go, yeah, no, that was amazing. Uh, that was, that was the best thing ever. I, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years, but you haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I think that's between between the two sort of people that you'll debrief, the ones that will accept it and learn, yeah. and then the ones that will just like, doesn't matter how easily or much you can prove that they were doing it either incorrectly or the most inefficient way mm. or unsafe way, they'll still say, no, nah, I was doing it the right way. And you're like, brilliant, yeah. crack on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Go for it's it. my way or no way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I, like you say, it's always personality driven. It is, yeah. It is very much so. so Especially and I think when you're on a course, like, that's oh, the biggest yeah. thing, isn't it? Like, if it's yeah, on, it's yeah. not like if you're on your unit and you're getting like a debrief off, off someone for, I don't know, field firing or whatever, and it's a safety <laughs> and it's someone that you probably know, it's going to be a very different debrief, isn't it? They're not going to yeah, be yeah. as probably honest because at the end of the day, you're probably going to the naffy that night or something with them and you're having a few beers and you work with them. But then on a course, it's totally different. You know, you're there to better yourself, to learn. And again, you know, if, I don't know, it just comes down to you as a person, whether you can accept it. Um, yeah. we've, all, we've, all, we've all fucked up, haven't we? We've all made right, mess yeah. things up. It's how you, how you take it, really. Pete, you know you're you know saying... What, like, mate, I it's personality sort of driven but do you not think that like 
in, the instructors, when you arrive somewhere as instructor, you're shown the ropes by someone and they, or you're giving a sheet of paper, follow this, this is how we do our debriefs here, this is what you expect. Yeah. Isn't it strange that we don't have that for the other side? Mm, yeah. To like almost, because with an instructor, yes, your personality is there, but there is, you're nine times out of 10, you're given a, a crib or something to follow as the instructor to try and remove some of that personality. <clears throat> so when it, if there's any comebacks, you're like, well, this is the thing. It's funny that we don't, well, or maybe I haven't seen it on the other side. No, you're right. Because I, I think on that side, because it, there's a, a specific <clears throat> layout of the debrief from your perspective as an instructor, a JTAC I or, or whatever, um, then because there's those points you need to hit, you have to make sure it's in the debrief so that everybody gets a standardized debrief, et cetera. And I think that's important because that's the, the nature of, um, of JTAC in whereby you've got to jump through all those hoops to make sure it was uh, a safe control, for example. Um, and then if you go over to the other side, sort of general mm. infantry type stuff, <laughs> yeah, we never had a, a checklist and I've never been an instructor um, in either, um, in either uh, field really, but um, you know, certainly going through your, your juniors and seniors, You've never really got a, a standardized format of, yeah, this is how you're going to debrief someone on, I don't know, live field firing, for example. Um, it was only ever, did he nearly kill somebody or not? And if he didn't, then you could pick out all of the small things that they did, um, you know, they did correctly and incorrectly. And that was, and, but the whole thing was, you're a massive burke if you nearly fucking killed somebody yeah. but if yeah. not it was just all those small points you could have used a bit of cover a bit better etc etc there wasn't really no you're right there isn't a standardized thing because i don't think there's so many hoops to jump through in terms of getting that guy yes there's a lot of training you've got to do but there's not so many hoops to jump through in terms of getting a, a jtac out the door or a bloke that's joining up basic training because it takes years and years to to learn that trade of being an infantryman Whereas with JTAC and you've got that eight weeks and you've got to be succinct with everything that you're, you're debriefing on and in the future as well, because the training opportunities are so few and far between. Surely the responsibilities too, eh? Because you can always <laughs> so many people around on a section or a platoon or whatever to bring you into line. But surely, you know, a JTAC is one, is one person in it at the end of the day with the most amount of responsibility. So like, um, do you reckon like the debriefs that you guys give and receive are probably a little bit more to the bone because they have to be, because you've got no time. You've got such a, a not a training burden, but like you've got such a training, uh, small amount of window, if you like, that you've got to be honest very quickly. You know what I mean? I think from yeah, my no, perspective, yeah. the, uh, ask, our way of doing business was born out of air crew. So our, yeah, our schools were built by air crew initially. <clears throat> and obviously have been taken over in, in time by JTACs when obviously there was enough of JTACs, but almost every school, you know, initially has air crew or a, a high volume of air crew in it. And the way they debrief, like it, you know, they have a checklist that they go down. It's very succinct. It's to the point you basically, that if they say something on the checklist and there's not a debrief point, they just go past it. You know what I mean? And, mm. uh, and you, I got, yeah. I remember <laughs> arriving down and getting these debriefs and I was like, there is no good points. That, that was all I remembered because everything yeah. they say to you is a work on point. And you know, if you want to well done yeah. 
and a pat on the back, go back through the same checklist as they just gave you. And if it didn't come up, that's your pat on the back. Do you know what I mean? And I, that was a uh, active right, yeah, culture yeah. shock for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get used to it fast. You know, after a few weeks of like no one ever telling you you did anything right, you were like, okay, I get this. And I really liked it because <laughs> if you did get out your notebook and you wrote down, you know, today I'm doing such and such, um, and then they gave you the points, you know, when you were going to go back and do that, you just found the heading and you went, these are all the things I screwed up last time there, you know, so do the other, do the other, the other stuff because I got that right and make sure I put these things right. And it made, instead of having to like find my way through the fluff, I was like, these are the things I need to put right. Um, it does take it is a culture yeah. shock i mean it, it was for me anyway yeah. they're, they're pretty brutal those uh air food debris aren't they yeah <laughs> good to good to sit in and watch you know once once you've done some training with them get back in <laughs> and watch the hud team unless they sit in one of yours bill <laughs> when they turn on each other that's my fate like when the air crew go at each other like you're just sat in the corner and they're like they're just like they have a, you know, having each other's eyes out you're like yeah yeah to, to be honest, you've been mate, in the marrow and you go in the debrief afterwards and you, you've been that JTAC and you're thinking fuck you know I know what I did wrong or I know where I messed <laughs> yeah. up and then you're waiting for the air crew to, to completely destroy you and it happens but um, in, in a, like you say in a very direct manner but it's not personal no it's all business isn't it it's straight down the line no one's no one's like oh it's because of personality or cat bad or anything it's no. just literally like you, you did this at this point and that wasn't what we needed or that wasn't right or yeah. you're like okay i'll get on it next time i remember when i took over from uh, a guy out in kandahar the we had a meeting of like all the heads of like the chief pilots for the the, the crews and that and they were like because at that time we took over a call sign and they were like your your call sign's a joke and I, I got his debrief for his last six months, basically. I was like, came out of there, like taking a knee and like needing a tissue. I was like, this is fucking horrendous. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, I've literally been in theatre like for like 24 hours. And I'm just taking that on my chin. But I was like, well, I took all their points. I was like, right, give me like 14 days to spin this around, turn it around. And like, like Neil said, I took a list of all the things they said that the yes. calls time wasn't doing right and, and put them on the other end of the wedge. Do you know what I mean? And when yeah. right, I'm not doing that or the, the guy before me wasn't doing that. So we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Turn the whole operation around. Do you know what I mean? Was it me you took over from Spider, was it? It wasn't. I think it was me. Like, fuck, well, I, I, did, I did ask. I was like, is it, is it a Rossiter? Is this, this guy Rossiter? <laughs> famous <laughs> Italian JTAC. Some screamer officer. So yeah, that was like that was Yeah. That was like first in theatre like debrief that it wasn't even for me, but I, I was like <laughs> But yeah, you just like go right, listen to all the points and go, okay, let's turn them around and do the opposite of what you've been doing yeah that's hard you know that's hard going man yeah it is but yeah it's one of the things isn't it? You, you, that's that if you're the right personality you, you yeah that's true. Not going need a coffee but jesus christ yeah. we've got some work on points yeah so. yeah well yeah that's it and once you've got those points and and again it goes back to what we've been saying that's the very reason why why you've got those those <clears> debriefs and why though that world is or this world is very very to the point and you know 
um, they know that if it, if it's said, then it's a work on point, and and any professional is going to go right. Well, let's let's square that away, like you're saying. That that's what you did. Yeah. You know, and it, and it was yeah. turning it around. Yeah, mate, and you could see it working. I don't know how, how it would work, but you could see it be useful in business. You know, like in yeah. city street in business. <clears throat> But I don't know how services take it because they, they need that pep talk at the end. We're all well, doing good. Yeah. All, the you know, that bathtub effect of, you know, mm. this was crap, that's, this was good, that was yeah. crap, this is good, you're all doing well. Where, mm. you know, ideally you should go in, stand around the table, notebooks out, we need to improve yeah. this, 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 and this. We need to do it in the next 24 hours. Ready? Go. Mm. But, yeah. Um, uh, people yeah, aren't that reverse, are they? Firm, firm direction, mate. That's what, yeah, you yeah. know, it's yeah. not a bad thing, yeah, is yeah. it? No. Okay. Yeah, if you, put that into a, if you put that into a business context, society, like Don, yeah. if you put that into a business con uh, like perspective, if if you, if you gave the people in your in your company, like if they knew it was coming that way, as in you know, so you're like you're preparing them for a debrief. You're like, this is the way we always do our, you know, this is how we come back off a job, or this is how we come back off of something, and they know it's coming that way. Like you kind of, what's the word? Um, I'm trying to think of. You know, they prepare, you prepare them. Yeah. They're not. It's yeah, not a yeah. shock. You're not just coming in like yeah. you know, Pete was yeah. saying. Anyone, anyone can give a shit debrief. Anyone can be a bell end. But mm. if, but that can be perception as well, can't it? As a, if you're yeah, not. That's right. Yeah. But if you're prepared <clears throat> that it's going to come in that order, and what I'm basically trying to get yeah. you guys to tell me is, what would you? How would you prepare somebody so that their mindset for receiving a debrief every time was like. I'm ready. I'm, you know, I'm ready for this to be brutal and yeah. not accept it personally. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's all right to give a debrief for a debrief, if you know what I'm saying. To sit someone down and go, guys, this is how it is from now on. Yeah. It isn't personal. If you think it is personal, then you're massively taking it the wrong way. It's for the benefit of the business or whatever. We're not performing. We're not performing as a business. If we all accept <laughs> it, this is how we're doing it now. And it's down to the personnel, then, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, some people don't like to be told they're not performing, and that's across the board, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, we, mm -hmm. we've all worked with people that hate being told that they're a bit shit and they need to raise the game. But then, you know, we've all worked with people that have sort of they've been told that, and they're like, "Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I am monging it a bit. Actually, I need mm -hmm. to pick up my, you know, pick up my feet a bit." It's, it's down to personality, but then look at society. We're, we're massively centered now around not being confrontational, not being mm -hmm. too direct because people don't don't like it. Yeah, but mate, you talk, you 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 trying imagine trying to debrief a, a bunch of kids the way that like you, we we debrief each other. They'd be yeah, like, there'd be, be kids like breaking down in tears, and you wouldn't have to. It's not like you're going to be an arsehole, you're just going to be direct. Right. Mm -hmm. and it's like, this you yeah. did this at this point, and there's no like getting out it of it. It was wrong, yeah. It was wrong, yeah. You're like, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of it well, comes with experience, it, it is, yeah, experience and maturity as well. And it's so, yeah, if you're yeah. debriefing a guy that's maybe got a little bit of experience on their belt and a bit of maturity, then you'd like to think. You know they're going to take it, and, and also they probably in their mind, like 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 you were saying earlier, like Tom was saying earlier, you probably debriefed yourself a little bit as well. Hey, yeah, um, and that's... after after the event, you know, you're starting to think, well, fuck, I didn't do that right, I didn't do this right, and then if the instructor comes back to you with it and says, hey mate, bang bang bang, three points, 
bad points, good points, and you know, this is what you need to work on. But if it's totally shit, then you'd like to think that the geezer has sort of debriefed himself as well in in in, in the yeah in the time. But but you d- you don't always get that, do you? No, no. <laughs> people no, know when they've done something bad. Yeah, we used to do yeah. something similar art when we did used to train the officers. Whereas mm-hmm. when you'd like you'd lead a patrol and then we'd talk through the the patrol action as a as a platoon and there or a flight and you'd be like right. At this point, I did this. What I should have done, maybe, is do this. Blah blah blah. So, you, yeah. so you almost debriefing the whole patrol and yourself yeah. in front of them. So yeah. you're showing that you're, you know, you make mistakes or make decisions at hindsight. You could have made a better decision. Blah 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 blah. And then, as as a course went on, what you'd see is them stand up in front <coughs> of their uh, like formation and go right. We start through talking through the patrol action to debrief the patrol action, and they debrief themselves mm. and then by yeah. the end of the course you wouldn't have to do mm-hmm. a debrief because yeah. they they stood there yeah. and you know the, 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 yeah 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 they square themselves away because they've gone like right at this point we should have done this i should have done this you should have done that blah blah blah, blah. Mm. this would have been better to you get to the end you go yeah that's you know you might have some finer detail points to add to it but <clears> they would debrief themselves because you've taught them from the get-go how to do it how to yeah. debrief each other and you themselves publicly in front of other people yeah. do you know what i mean to go uh, i i didn't do very well there i should have done this yeah. or you know i gave up command i've seen loads of blokes stand there and you know honestly put their hand up and go yeah i abdicated command at that point because i didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. and you're like strong shout but you know yeah. Yeah. And that's it, it's having that, that honesty yeah like you're saying the balls to do it and, and to self-critique yeah. yourself yeah, because they know if they don't own up, it's coming. Because mm-hmm. you know the patrol will shout, you know, for a start, call them out, and then you know, the then the instructor would. So it's better to make it, you know, be honest with yourself in it, mm-hmm. and then just stand there and go, yeah, I fucked that up. So yeah, it's a good skill to learn, though. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I think yeah. it is because it's your integrity, sort of coming to maturity in a sense and it? it's like well yeah yeah I, mm. I, i'm my worst critic so you know mm. and, it's that understand, yeah. and it's understanding in it though you're you're learning to that failure isn't failure and it's a bad thing failure is the biggest like teacher and the way to yeah. learn so yeah. understanding how to take that debrief and then debrief yourself is the quickest yeah. and most efficient way to learn as long yeah. as you, you know, yeah. apply Go yeah. go through the wedge and go like right. I was at the thin end of the wedge there, and I really screwed that up. Next time, I need to be at the fat end, get it right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. So, so, yeah. so but these, I mean, at the end of like, and the end and on all formal courses, like the end of the week um, and all that sort of stuff, they'd have their inval, wouldn't they? We, yeah. I mean, me and Neil used to call it. I think it was just an instructor slagging at the end of the day, but we we never we never got any any feedback <laughs> from that. So I so I think. What would have been nice on um, from our point of view is that if, if the geezer that was taking the inval was to take us all in to the conference room and say, hey lads, this is what the course have said and this is what mm. we need to work on or disregard this, disregard that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, sometimes it was a character assassination and it, it didn't need to be. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you, sorry, when you went back to FTs, is the flight side, did you, did you take the invals and how did, how did that? Maybe, did yeah, always. Sort of, yeah, we did yeah. always, at the end of the course, used to be, and you're right, Bill, sometimes there's like a personality that sticks out yeah. that 
the blokes clashed with or whatever and it just you, you know take that on the it's chin. just not fair mate it's not right yeah. is it <clears throat> yeah but sometimes you, you know, go back and go right these these are the work on points and you wouldn't do it on one course off the back of one course you like two or three yeah. courses you go right mm. this is a common theme so obviously mm. we're doing this wrong so mm. we need to pick our game up here or there's a hole in our knowledge in this subject so we need to pick yeah. the game up or blah 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 so yeah, you've got to, haven't you? You've got to. You yeah. can't just sit there on your ivory throne and go, "I fucking know everything." Because yeah. you don't. You don't know everything. Uh, Did you find that like people tend to like uh, sort of on the on the debriefs, like sort of always pick out one instructor, no matter what? So all your instructors could be awesome, but it's yeah. just the fact that they'd always be like, "Nah, we don't like this guy," or whatever. Yeah. No matter of course, what. The course would always end up having an instructor they didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just think that's human nature, like. Yeah, it is, mate. And, and mm. it's, it's that whole mob mentality and, and yeah, like one clash or ganging up and yeah, yeah. And then it d- depends on the students as well. You've got a lot of guys that used to have a lot of operational experience, and then yeah. an instructor that blatantly hadn't. Mm. That's yeah, that's the bloke. They, that. That's the bloke they're not going to like. Yeah, straight away, you know mind, I mean? don't they? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole unrealistic like view of soldiering versus the guys yeah. that have, have like literally just just to their boots off and you know put a BFL on the rifle. So yeah, yeah that was that was a nightmare. That that scenario, we had that mm. on my seniors. You know, when yeah. we all went mm. through and we were getting debriefs off people that we knew. You know, they hadn't even had a good contact in the NAFI, mate. Let alone anywhere else. So. <laughs> Um, and it was just a nightmare, you know, because we're getting me. debriefed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting debriefed, and we just and and the points they were coming up with were just they were sort of null and void, you know. But uh, yeah. again, it it goes back to what we were saying. I mean, you know, we understood their their situation, and none of the blokes actually kicked back against it. We just took yeah. it and. I took some really yeah. shit points on on a debrief, you know, yeah. um, on, on on one of my leads, and I just thought that those points would never <coughs> ever, ever be an issue because they they weren't realistic, like you say. But yeah. it's it's yeah. again what going back to what Neil was saying is how do you prepare yourself to take a debrief? And mm-hmm. it's that thing where you've got to be that bloke that understands the reasons why those points are coming up because you yeah. might have thought of different points where you cocked up and then they didn't even come up and you would think that was a major point but in his head the way that lead was going to go because it it was how it was worked out and it had to go that way no matter what then then he's got to bring up those points because you didn't do as they expected yeah you know um so it's quite it is it must be difficult and i kind of sympathize with those guys a little bit (laughs) as much as i was thinking oh yeah what a what a scream or whatever he's, you know, but for whatever reason, they've not been and done what we did. We had the opportunities and, and yeah. we took them um, and we, we volunteered for that. But whereas, yeah, you've got to be able to be that bloke that can take those debrief points when you know it's an absolute pile of dog shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think you've got to have, um, you've got to have a mindset like we're obviously <clears throat> focusing on receiving a debrief and it's yeah. important to be able to say to yourself, like, I'm no matter what happens, I'm going to get something out of this because that person yeah. they're going to they're going to be bringing it up for the reason, and maybe they're not being as eloquent as they could be, or maybe they're not, you know, backing it mm. up with the hardest of evidence. But there's a reason why they they've brought up those points, and let me potentially do a deeper dive on them. And I think it, yeah. it's the same on the other side. I've obviously over the years 
tried my best to be learn to deliver you know temper my debrief and change it for different people and this that the other and i'm nowhere near like even like landing a good debrief yet you know still still trying but uh you know it's you going in there with a the mindset of like I've, I've got to these points i've got to get across and these are the ones i've got to back up with something so that it lands and then being the guy receiving it going why on earth is is he saying that or is she saying that to me if i don't understand it do i do I write it down? Do I go and research it myself? Yeah. Do I then come back around to them and say, hey, I really didn't understand the point that you were trying to make here, you know, my bad. Because if you don't go in with that mindset, you have that clash that we were talking about, you know, where one, yeah. one instructor is yeah. actually, unfortunately, you know, they don't, the way they deliver their debriefs, people don't get it. And then what happens is he does, they, two or three of those mm. happen and then people start to turn against them and people start not listening and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, you know, for all we know, there's some valuable points. That's what you're saying there, mate. You need a reason. Yeah. yeah. If you get a negative point in a debrief, if the reason for that negative point is explained, which is something I always tried to do, even when I was doing the JTACI piece, but obviously not at the school, then if you tell somebody the reason why that wasn't correct, um, and a different way that you and suggest a different way they could do it next time, then that, that's the way forward. Absolutely, um, yeah. I, I, and like I say, going back to those just small examples, you know, where you have where I did receive negative points from those guys, and, and what you were saying, Neil, I still learned from it because it was something that I thought, all right, yeah, I think it's null and void in my own head, but doctrinally, um, straight out of the PAM or whatever, then yeah, if that's the mm -hmm. way that it needs to be done in order to pass a course or whatever then do it that way and just get on with it you know and and take yeah. those points on board because later on you'll probably have to pull that little pam fact out and use it in a scenario yeah. anyway yeah it's yeah. so random isn't it yeah yeah. So random yeah how that thing will come back around and you'll be like a light bulb will come on and you'll be like oh right okay that was really badly presented to me but now that i've <laughs> seen it somewhere Absolutely else or i've read yeah. it somebody yeah. else yeah I, now i suddenly get it um but like what's interesting for a, us a, oh sorry I was going to say what's interesting for us is like you come back off a patrol it gets debriefed you you do a parrot like on your basic parachute course no one gives you like a positive debrief when they're screaming at you from the ground donk right <laughs> 63 keep tight yeah. keep tight stop screaming other than that you you're doing really well try to look at your helmet <laughs> oh shit Put your back on. <laughs> <laughs> Bill uh, did his jumps course at Ringway. Uh, that's how old he is. <laughs> it was it was you test go carry bags, mate, back in my day. <laughs> I've, been, I've got like a, a, a it's a bit of a wall example, right? Of like the worst debrief I've ever had, and I've never been like anywhere like it, really, right? So, um. 2007, we was doing that job up in Iraq, all right, so supporting the, the obvious. And uh, we was out doing a cordon one night, okay, and they chopped the numbers back for the cordons, obviously because the main effort was the, the obvious being on, the, on the, the helicopter, yeah. So my little cordon, three blokes, and I was, uh, I was acting platoon commander at the time. We, we got... We got whacked in my cordon position. We got absolutely hammered, right? Um, 
almost got completely taken out. And it turned out, uh, luckily, um, the Apaches were on station. They, they did what they had to do. Uh, we all extracted. And as you did, when you come off the ground, like you said, Neil, come in for a hot debrief, yeah? So because we were obviously supporting the, the Hereford blokes, you're in a room with all the Hereford blokes. And if anything significant happened on the ground, you had to basically stand up and give your sort of rendition of what happened. So I had to talk through uh, what happened on our cordon, why we engaged and why we subsequently called in Apaches. And I got about two words into this debrief and I'm stood up <laughs> in a room full of all these like absolutely like Founders, nails yeah. blokes mate right and and i'm the rough ridge bloke at the back but um okay what it was <laughs> and, and, and and literally mate this guy turned around and like like their debriefs are uh quite close to the bone aren't they let's face it yeah mate, he turned around and he absolutely rapid fired me and i mean like proper <laughs> just left me without anywhere to go like just like your contact report was shit. Why did you take so long? Ba, 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 like that. And I was just like, stood there. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so shit at my job. Like, I am so unbelievably shit. Like, I felt like an air cadet, mate. And I was like, right, I, I basically now need to dig out of this room and get out of here. And I didn't even have the boss there to sort of back me up. So I was looking about thinking, fuck, I am the acting platoon commander. So I was like, I've got nowhere to go. Um, and at the end of it, I felt so bad. I went out to the um, the the squadron OC, like, and I says, Luke, can I get a minute? And he was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And I was, I'm so sorry, like, tonight, you know, I feel like I completely fucked up. Uh, I'm sorry about my contact report. You know, I, I thought I could sit through in a, a reasonable amount of time, blah, blah, blah. No excuses. It was just more of a, I'm really sorry. I let you down. And him and the sergeant major mate just basically turned around and like, what are you on about? I was like, well, <laughs> you know, like that five minutes where that guy just basically said, mate, you are shit. And, uh, nah, but, mate, don't even worry about it. It's fine. I thought you were really good. I was like, well, you never piped up. It's not like you, it's not yeah. like you like, like nah, he's, he's all right, that guy. It was like, Ah, don't even worry about he he was just annoyed he wasn't on your cord and getting the rounds down. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> Come and join us. I was ready to PBR, mate. I was like, no, I need to get out. I need to hand in my stripes and go. But it's amazing how like one man can absolutely yeah. disrail you. You know, it's phenomenal. Like um and that, but even now that stayed with me. So for the rest of that tour, mate, I was like ridiculously quick on any yeah, oh, mate, it's like, so it really affected my confidence, right? So, like, that night, I remember going back to my room and just thinking, right, I am shit. <laughs> I know they said, now nah, you're all right, but I was like, what they really mean is, I'm shit. So, like, I literally, mate, looked at everything I was doing, and I was like, right, I need to get quicker. I need to get quicker. Mm. And honestly, I swear, for the rest of that tour, mate, I had everything so quickly like prepped everything i was just like just in case just in case and honestly it did give me a boot up the arse um 
you know, and like I said, they were like, nah, nah, he's just, mate, he's sounding off because, uh, you know, he wanted to be out in the cordon and he was out of that. But really, you've got to take a positives out of it. And, you know, mate, I did learn a lot. I, I really did. And I suppose it's like anything, isn't it? When you're in a room full of people with so much experience, you've always, you're always taking something away. But um, because it was directed at me and solely me, it probably did me more more good than anything else, mate. Really. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting about those so... those um, like debriefs that we do on a high pressure situation like that was you knew it was coming again, so you yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. it's that thing of like you know you get a debrief and you're like oh well you know I'll take on the points and I'll try and learn them and this that and the other but when you get something like that and you're like there's a job tomorrow night and if I'm the same as I was yesterday I, I'm going to get kicked off this job potentially. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we know guys who have like, they've, you know, they've been given their gypsies and I'm, t- you know, and then, and not taking that to heart. And sometimes yeah. those high pressure debriefs are almost better, you know, putting someone back in a position, you know, saying, okay, you're now in a leadership position because that's the best way for you to learn from your mistakes. I am, um, may I massively took that on the chin as well, because you're like, what are you going to do? You, it's not like you can break down and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 You sit <laughs> down, you knee, massively. I was, you know, at that point, I'm looking at my combi pen thinking, I'm like, I have to deploy morphine right now to take the edge off this debrief. Good side, right, uh, mate. You like, <laughs> the end of the debrief, he goes to you, any questions? Goes, yeah, mate, you got another mo- notebook? I fucking ran out of <laughs> yeah, have you got a have you got a fucking contact report crib sheet for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my shorthand uh, is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! Just just goes to prove though, Donk, that your strength of character. Yeah. Although he was a shit cunt the way he delivered it, yeah. you went back and was like, Smart right, what the fuck? I need to sort that out. <laughs> I think as well, like you know the the t- the team you're working with is important as well. Like you know the experience, uh, like so the that, that you've all yeah, got. And, and, and the honesty and for them to be honest about their yeah. experience so well as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean? It's, it's like, important, I think, that, that you all draw on that experience. I mean, uh, a good analogy I'll, I'll use now is uh, when me and Neil were working together, I put the school and he was our team leader. Every morning before we went out on the hill, you know, he'd, he'd ring the other team and say, right, this is a training manual, this is what we're doing today. And on the way out to the hill, we'd discuss the way the day was going to work and who was the strength in in um in our team you know with the students <clears throat> who was the who was the not so so strong students and who was going to go on first you know the batting and all that sort of stuff and by the time we got to the hill it was just it was just rapid fluid and the way yeah, we yeah. went and it went it worked really well and that, that was i think that's probably one of the best teams i worked on to Maybe, be honest yeah. um, instructional like wise <clears throat> surely the guys the students get more out of that as well mm-hmm. because they're already relaxed yeah. because I'm not yeah. I mean I've never obviously done that course but mm. I'm sure the night before they're probably thinking fuck I'm yeah. up tomorrow I, I'm up tomorrow I know I, know I was I was flapping the other day before I get on the hill I'd be like fuck Bill, <laughs> tomorrow. you never <laughs> flap <laughs> Bill, Bill doesn't flap for anybody <laughs> Bill always the swan <laughs> It's only because I'm solid. (laughs) Until he flashes. Oh my god! (laughs) I I saw Bill in Colchester once flash at a pins garage. 
and it was the it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Someone literally flashing because they'd smashed their uh, shin bone on the toe hips. I heard a scream, and then I could hear thumping, and it was Bill knocking seven bills of shit out of a pins gower. Um, you know, you know what, mate? On the flight line, the lockers out the back. You know what, yes. that fucking pins gower, I never did it again. <laughs> it, it was US, mate. Absolutely buggered. Fucking body shot. Brilliant. That pins gower was called Smudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, yep. <laughs> it's the it's the ramp up and the ramp down that I like. It's uh, speaking oh, of driving yeah. to the OPs. Like I remember <laughs> arriving at an OP and Bill's oh, like yeah. absolutely flashed his head off when we arrived at this OP. <laughs> Nearly crashes into a fence and me and me and Frankie are in the back like giggling like little kids. And he's like, "You two can like off as well." Blah blah blah. And just like and we're like, <laughs> he spins the wagon around and parks it up. <laughs> He gets out and he's like, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that beast. And I was like, yeah. and we're okay again. True actions of a psychopath. There's issues. There's issues. Underlying issues there somewhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I just want to be there, Pete. That is RJ. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. RJ, brilliant. <laughs> Uh, having oh, a mega. massive flash and then just turning around and smiling as if nothing's happened. Or <laughs> yeah. if he's debriefing yeah. someone, isn't he? De- yeah. Debrief someone. He's the best bloke at debriefing ever. And he'll debrief and be beasting them. And you think, oh, he's in a right bad mood today. And then he turns around and just gives a little smile and a wink because uh, it's all just <laughs> yeah. a game to it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, fucking brilliant. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love I love the fact that you know you get to a point in your life where you 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 build the be ready attitude you know you're like here it comes you know whether it's going to be RJ like absolutely melting my face off or it's going to be Bill <laughs> making me want to skip away you know with my new Daisy like <laughs> chain crown that he's made for me after bits you know it's coming but what I really want to look yeah. into and and this takes us back to sort of um, Mike and and Dunk's point about business is how do you write a concept where you go, this is the things you need to do to be ready for anybody's debrief. doesn't matter, you know, if they're going to melted welly fascia or they're going to be like fluffy <laughs> as anything. And then, and like Pete was saying, are even these points valid? Cause I don't, I'm not right now. I'm not getting them. You know, how do you set yourself up <clears throat> to success? How do you, you know, what the kind of thing? I think you've got to, to be very, mm. I think Donk not got it on the head earlier. You've got to be mature with with yourself and think, doesn't matter what comes out of this bloke's mouth or this woman's mouth now, or the meeting or whatever, I'm going to take away and look at it. And then I'm going to work on the bits that have come up. Because like Pete said earlier, you know, rightly or wrongly, if you agree with it or don't agree with it at the time, because it's come up, it's something that people are looking at and it's, and, or it's an issue. So mm-hmm. you, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a way that you can make people. You can't write them like a cliche <coughs> and say this is how to no. do it. I think it is literally a time and experience thing, where you know you might have to coach somebody through it initially, and actually talk them through it the whole debrief and how. Then we're gonna, you know, I don't know, 
resolve where the weaknesses were or where the flaw in the plan was or whatever mm. and work from the you know the debrief point all the way through <clears> doing it again to get them into the mindset mm. of showing them like look although we picked holes in it we're actually picking holes in the system and we're you know we're making it better for everybody and in time you won't have to do that you'll just say mate that was rubbish that needs improving that was crap yeah everybody good to go sweet let's roll do you know what i mean i think it's it's really hard it'd be hard to just write it down in a a bit of paper and go yeah that's how debriefs work good (laughs) high five i think maybe in uh sort of in the corporate world where uh, people are you know time is money in it and like a ceo is yeah has only got he's literally got 10 minutes to listen to a presentation that yeah that, um someone someone's punching to him and um or that or them sorry and and like if if they think it's absolute turd they're, they're just going to come out and say it um and on the other hand if it's if it's a good presentation then uh the debrief would be yeah but like so i just said that that wasn't good Let, let's fucking let's pull this back together tr- try this let's look at this area and, and um, improve on, on on this like you know yeah, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe there's a structure out there, and you know, in the corporate world where you know where it's um, it's all delivered like um, in the induction phase of the job. You know, where, uh, people people learn how to get debriefed. I don't know. Well, no, I mean it's quite niche. Isn't it? Each <clears throat> yeah. each um, industry or whatever, it's <clears throat> niche because it depends what the the target is in terms of what yeah. was the purpose of that exercise or yeah. um, what's the purpose of this this project that you've been working on. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the debrief points, um, as long as it's measurable, you can debrief against it. But then, as for an actual format, yeah, it must be difficult to have one standard format of debriefing. Yeah. Because if you think about all the stuff we did in our military careers, you never got a standard debrief apart no. from, um, I would say the, for for JTACing, you get a standard debrief because we knew what we were going against in yeah. terms of the. The, the metals, uh, you know, the, the training um, target list or whatever it was called. I can't quite remember mm-hmm. now. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think you're right, Bill. It's, uh, it's one of those things that it's hard to actually determine. And it's based on the industry as well that, you go, that you're in. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's personality driven too, isn't it? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you look at any promotion course you've been on. You know, if one of the instructors is having a bad... Uh, a bad day himself or he's not had a great great night at home with the missus or whatever you know about it quite quickly don't you let's face it yeah. like uh, you you're getting you're getting thrashed and all the rest of it and it's like yeah well, someone's obviously someone someone's had a bad night um <laughs> so it's per- personality driven isn't it like you know mm. i don't know it's it's hard isn't it because i mean i'm pretty sure someone like richard branson's debriefs are probably very very short to the point yeah. and and probably yes or a no yeah 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 you know like bill saying if you pitch in i'm pretty sure he says either yep no that's shit you know yeah. and, and it's as simple as that so probably the further up the tree you go <coughs> the harsher the debriefs probably yeah. the more honest they are but yeah i, don't know. I know we yeah. could do a lot to help people with like debriefing other people and i think the important thing with when you're you know debriefing somebody is like what am I actually trying to get out of this debrief? You know, when you're giving it, like if, if you know what you're trying to get out of giving the debrief, like if Richard Branson is happy enough to just say yes or no, and, and, you know, to be shown another terrible product, 
However, if he wants his product to move forward, he needs to be able to go mm. no. And for these reasons, because you need to fix these things for me to get a yes. And that doesn't have to be like massively succinct and dialed in. It just needs to be like, mm. no, because of this, this and this, go back and fix this, this yeah. and this. And then I can, yeah. then you'll get a yes. Uh, you know, with an instructor, it's, you know, like, um, Pete was saying, you know, there's Jay Metals to be struck and this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're a sniper on the range and someone's saying these are the things you're getting wrong. Like, why are you telling those individual bits of the debrief? What is the return that you're trying to get? <coughs> but on the other side of the coin, yeah. when you're taking the debrief, I think like what we could do with really young people that don't have the, the maturity and experiences, allow them to, you know, to hear it over and over again that. You know, you need, yeah. you know, talk about mindset before the debrief. So like, you know, day one of your turning up on, on a course, someone's saying, you know, be aware, this is what you're trying to get out of your debriefs. Make sure you're going in there with a notebook out. Make sure you, you know, it, it's not failing is, a, it, you know, can be a massive positive if you make it, you know, the, make it so, yeah. you know, have a, I think one thing that some athletes do that's incredible is they'll write down everything they think could go wrong at an event. They'll just write down every single thing they think could go wrong. And then they'll go down that list and they'll strike a line through the uncontrollables. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's how they'll set up their rest of the training for their season. So it's like, I could get, you know, I could get sick. I could, you know, I could trip and fall. I could do, uh, you know, my shoelaces could come undone, you know, it's, and they mm. dial in so hard on absolutely everything so that when it comes to game day, they don't have to think about it, but they just strike a yeah. line. And I think if you were entering into a debrief, so I know I'm about to receive a debrief, <laughs> I can't, control the fact that what's done is done and, and the and, and i can't mm -hmm. control the fact that the way it's going to be delivered to me but what i can control is the way i'm going to receive it whether i'm i have the maturity level you know of like years of experience mm -hmm. of being debriefed or not i can stand there and like pete was saying whether i understand it or not I, I, you know i write the points down and if if i need to then go back and teach myself that that's fine I think time is, a, is an interesting thing. I think Bill will attest to this. Sometimes I always thought that we almost debriefed too quickly after a control. Yeah. We didn't allow, and it would be something I would rather do. Would be allow, so good, it? Let them go away. <laughs> let them have some time. Let them run through the control and have them come back and then be like, okay, mm -hmm. now let's do the debrief. Because I think setting a time for a debrief and it being the right time is important uh, yeah. as well. And like having notes and records on both sides of the coin, like they need notes and records. I think I always thought when someone turned up with and it wouldn't make any notes, I was like, I'm, I'm failing here as an instructor because it, it, there's only so much verbal debrief that someone can take on, right? Yeah, Bill? Yeah. yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and, and when you think about it, with the, the world we were in at the time, the, the aircraft's only on station for 50, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, maybe a bit longer. So perhaps, Perhaps looking back, we could have, um, as, as a team, we could have collated all the points rather than debriefing each student after each control, maybe collated all the points and done a collective debrief. You know, because it's going to be an, an hour, hour, hour and a half before the next jet turns up. So perhaps we could have done that. And I, and I could imagine, like, that's probably how it works in a, in a corporate world where, you know, if you're pitching to a CEO, you're going to have a panel debrief rather than um, an individual debrief or one-to-one, -one, which, which would probably be more brutal. You know, because there's a lot more people there that are picked up on points. And we, and we incidentally, we, we sort of tried it, didn't we, when um, we had more than just the three of us on the hill. We had the guy who was running the OP, was listening to the control as well. And then at the end of, at the, end of the control, we, we sort of 
had a bit of a face to face and picked up on points. Because you know what it's like when you when you when you stood there with you know and you're marking your critique and you don't always you don't always hit the points. I mean, some sometimes I'll be fucking daydreaming or fuck <laughs> someone be on their net and I'm like, what the fuck is this cunt talking about? You know? <laughs> 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 He's absolutely dribbling shit here. <laughs> but but then uh, you know. You turn turn to your rucker or whatever and say, "Hey, mate, I have got these points. What what did you get?" And you know, you fire off on each other. You, uh, and and I think probably the student would get, or even the guy receiving debrief would probably get a, a more formulated, deeper, more fairer debrief, maybe. You know, because you've yeah. you've hit all the points. Um, you know, if there's no points, then there's no points. But but there's always something to learn, isn't there? So yeah, because yeah, imagine the corporate world, there'd be a panel debrief, which I thought, you know. That'd be brutal, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> hey, I, the, the best EBA fired when I was on the basic pack course was by one of the pilots in the classroom. Yeah. And, and he and he got all the debrief points from all the pilots. He yeah. came in, he stood at the front and he went, right, first control, or the, these are, went just through a list of points and was yeah. like, right, at this point, like Jackpot 7 said, blah, 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 blah. And what he really mm. meant was this. And then Jackpot 15, like, did an yeah. abort call and that was really good but it was too late or and and it was like a collective debrief and everybody yeah. got to hear Bielsa's failing mm, but from that got the learning points of like Jesus I've never thought of that or mm-hmm. you know that Absolutely. bloke had the balls to do an abort call you know on like the final like the vinegar stroke, stroke and got a yeah. pass for it do you know what I mean yeah. and, and yeah, it, it it was a really good debrief. It was you know straight like an aircrew debrief, straight down the line, mm. no bullshit, no personalities. It was literally call sign did this, call sign did that. So yeah. it almost Collect, collective learning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and although everybody yeah. knew who call sign who who you were when they were talking about the call signs, it made it less of a finger point at, at mm. personal <clears throat> because it was like like you know jackpot one, jackpot one to fifteen. Or whatever it was, and here we go. And it was just—I yeah. know it was, it was more. I suppose because it was so business-like, mm-hmm. everybody took it on board, and everybody came out yeah. of that debrief. Although there was loads of points buzzing, going, "Yeah, yeah you know, that's really good work." You know, Jesus, mm-hmm. never really thought of that, mate. You did really well. You know, blah blah blah. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought of that. You, you know, and it was, yeah, it was it's really, not a childish really way of doing it. No, no do you know no. what I mean? And you know, if I suppose if I run a, a bigger company. I'd get like their heads in and go right marketing marketing have done this or haven't done that blah 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 blah. marketing can't do that because logistics haven't done this logistics need to do this to move this yes (laughs) your your team making is fucking rubbish (laughs) some uh, work on point yeah Yeah. Yeah. well received well received Yeah, I've just written, never ask Bill for a brew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even ask myself for a brew, mate. Is that right? <laughs> it's because it's always like whiskey. Coffee you're pouring. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I like that, you know, Mike, because I think you've had the time to let it settle in as well. So, like, you know, the drive back or whatever, you know, everybody get on the back <laughs> of the vehicles, everybody do whatever. You know, you've gone through an exercise, you've gone through a life field firing range, you've done your jumps or whatever you're back on the bus or you're back in the wagon. So you get back to wherever and then it's like, you've had time to sort of digest it Yeah. before, Mate. you know, it's not fresh. The wound isn't open. And you know, like, like we've all said, like you, who, your biggest crick is yourself and you've probably ripped those points into yourself <laughs> anyway. So by the time you've mulled them over on the drive home and then the pilot brings them up, it's probably a bit healthier. 
Yeah, yes. mate, and, and it's funny because when I went back um, to the training wing after uh, and um, when I taught uh, the command courses, that's how I did my debriefs. I'd be like, right, zero alpha said this, zero or zero Charlie or two one, blah, blah, blah. So instead of picking up personalities, people saw it as a call sign. And in my eyes, there's four of you. All right, there's a bloke in charge of that call sign, but there's four of you as part of that call sign. So any one of you four could have like corrected that at that decision point. Although the bloke's in charge, you know, he's, he's not infallible. He's, he's going to make mistakes. And there's three other blokes next to him going, letting yeah. that mistake happen. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my, my thing with it. It was like, you're going to take this on the chin as a call sign. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, and that was, and you could see it in, in the way that we used to put the lead together. So I'd always give the enemy a movement box, give the friendly forces a movement box and tell the enemy what action I expected them to try and achieve on, on the, the friendly force and send them out, not having any clue where the enemy were precisely, just letting the action mm-hmm. happen as a real contact. Yeah. Yeah. Where you get other instructors who like take their enemy out, place them down, show them yeah. the arc of fire, say, I want you to contact them at this point. And those guys were the ones that didn't have so much experience yeah. in the world, like real world. Uh, and they were the ones that already had their debrief in their head, yeah. even yeah. before the bloke stepped off the start line. They would yeah. have the debrief in their head because they knew exactly how it was going to play out. Scripted and they, everything, yeah. Yeah, and they, and they, yeah, literally, they'd pick on people. And they were the instructors mm. that had come back and people would be like, fucking hate that bloke. Yeah. We, Where, we, talk, you know, we talked about it the, uh, the other day because, and, and, you know, we, you brought it up, Mike, about, you know, how do you use it to like debrief a child or whatever, you know what I mean? Or how do, how do you teach a child to, to take on board, you know, and that is basically a <laughs> lifetime of study by a parent or whatever, or a teacher, you know, at, at school with these young children. But Pete mentioned it in the last podcast about, you know, we were, we almost touched on co-development, but he was saying, you know, the missus will come up with a plan and then we all want to jump in and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- rectify the plan before the plan, the, the problem <laughs> yeah. fully delivered. I think, I think, well, I think what, I think it's better nowadays. I think our generation of, of like soldiering know it, that failure is your biggest, your biggest teacher and, and failure yeah. isn't, isn't a bad thing it's just it just shows you where you need to work on mm. you know so it's just it's getting that mindset and that's something that society just i don't know people like al payton in the jtap podcast got it nailed it the other day when he worked at sandhurst he was saying that they never lost they never yeah. lost on any exercise yeah. they always won and like what where's that mind where's where's that when you have a bad day yeah. and you step off that chopper or you get into a contact and like the first 10 minutes of the, the contact, you've looked, taken several casualties and you're on your ass for the rest of the day. You, you've yeah. not prepared those people, those young Toms for the, the <clears throat> mindset. So the mindset yeah. is you've got to win. You've got to show them how you win, but you've also got to show them how they're going to fail and mm-hmm. to learn from it. And that, you know, there's no different with kids, is it? No. This whole, like, you know, when they have, uh, like, sports day and no one can lose. Yeah, like third winner. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm third God. winner. That, that's I mean, a, that is a big thing, though. <laughs> that yeah, is a mate, big thing. 
because because yeah. that that works out well at an interview. There's fifty yeah, yeah. of you. There's one job. Yeah, your fiftieth winner. <laughs> yeah, you still didn't, winner. but you didn't win anything. When well, I get I start? the sticker still. <laughs> yeah. I get a sticker. Then. Yeah. So, so when do when do I start? Do I get a bit of the wage? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, awesome. Do I mark this down as a win? Just just going back to what you said there, Sider. I, I I saw that like, even um, you know, outside Sanders and going out to Kenya with battle groups. Um, you know, you know the 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 FTX would would be a a free stage operation over ten or fifteen days or whatever. Where initially the battle group would get hammered, and then, but they'd always win. And he was like, "Like you say, when you hit the ground, running, and you know, and you've done your plan and what, and when it goes noisy, like it all goes to rat shit, mate. It's not, it's not like that." Yeah, and, mate, and because the, when, sorry, Bill, but when when oh, you sorry, do, yeah. when you do hit the ground, the mm -hmm. reason the plan starts not failing, but you have to adapt it on the ground, is because you never fail. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but because at that moment in time, for real life, you're failing. Yeah. Like we start, we we hit the ground once. We were, you know, we were up in numbers. We had a, a good position. We hit the ground. We're on the ground ten minutes. We took seven casualties. Yeah. And it's like we're losing at this point. Yeah. yeah. And only because of the caliber of the blokes around you that you pick that loss up. And the rest of the day, you know, we had our asses handed to us, but we fought. And the, you know, the next like twenty four hours, we're back out in the same area doing the yeah. same thing and we were like yeah. we're not going to do that again exactly you know? and, yeah. and we we learned so it's like that whole you, you've got to train you've got to train for failure mm -hmm. as much as train train to win training to wins easy points at each stage of the ftx we you know we, we, we was broken into um, a break-in phase and then we'd have a defensive phase and then the final attack uh, the, the break-in phase i think see lost seven 70% of his battle group. And then it started, obviously, at each phase, they'd debrief the, the training team. And like, it was almost as if, the, the, the geezer giving the debrief was the same rank as, yeah. as the CO. But it was like he was trying to kiss his dick. It was, it was, it should have been, this, like, like our debriefs, uh, what we used to just yeah. been, mate, you fucked up here. Your plan's <laughs> absolute dog shit. You yeah. need to fucking have a world with your planning team and get a grip of your blokes. But it wasn't, just, it was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're losing 70% of your fighting force, mate. You've done something pretty heinously pretty bad. fucking dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they should have looked at that on the First World War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah, in industry. I'm going to blow this whistle and uh, everyone's going <laughs> to run over the top. No, it don't run, walk. Walk! Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work yesterday. We'll it. give it another we're go gonna, today. I'm going to keep yeah. doing it for months. Yeah. We win. We are winning. Yeah. This is what winning looks like, people. Yeah. 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 Imagine accepting a seventy percent loss in business and just being like, "Yeah, we'll ta we'll we'll tally that one up," you know, to a. a, a mate, but yeah, that's what no, we're not even. Yeah. You wouldn't have a job. You wouldn't have a job the next day. No, You'd be like, mate. no, you're not the boss anymore. Goodbye. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Like that's the best seventy percent loss I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just turns into bloody, a Trump fucking statement. Bloody good. Yeah, um, yeah. I fucking sat there, couldn't believe what I'd hear. I was like, fucking hell. If this was me, I'd be getting chewed out to fuck. <laughs> at that stage of their rank, they've all probably been to staff college with each other or yeah. stepping over each that. other for, and stuff, and it's just not. What they need yeah. is a sergeant major or an RSM saying, right, I'll, I'll, I'll debrief this one. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take this one. This, uh, right, so you need to strap in. Uh, you know, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, otherwise, how, how, do you, 
how is that guy going forward learning anything except exactly that yeah, guy exactly. went easy on me i'll go easy on someone else now it's yeah. not learning yeah. if you look at it from the original if we look at it from our like our sort of stepping off point you know you've also got to be able to ask for the debrief like you know why not turn yeah, around yeah. and say yeah. right great <laughs> thank you i really appreciate the the praise but can you like can you, can you tell me where I went yeah, wrong? What did because I do wrong? I yeah. know that I lost 70% of my force. Where did you see that, you know, happening? Because this where is the was point. the hole in my plan? <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I'm trying to pick it apart and I've got a few points for myself, but, you know, instead of letting somebody blow smoke at you, you know, yeah. thank them and then say, but I know it was a massive failure. Can you... Right, let's let's get into the weeds of it. While, well, once that debrief finish, yeah. go back to your, like, mm. um, sort of planning team you know whether this is business like marketing and that like you know side was saying like pick out each individual department and say hey guys i, I you know what these are the points i've got but you need to tell me where i've gone wrong here because yeah i'm the i'm the leader it's two-way street yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Be honest. But, yeah. in that times, in that respect yeah but how many times do you see this right and you see it in business because uh, uh, you see it on these tv programs where what they do they get the boss and go the business is failing so we're going to pretend that you're a worker on the shop floor. Mm, yeah, shop floor. shop floor, and you know they're going, "Oh my God, yeah, working conditions are rubbish. This is where we're failing." Blah 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 blah. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to change everything." And then you know they revisit it six months later. What have you changed? Nothing. 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 Yeah. Nothing. nothing. So because like, command, yeah, because that commander yeah. that lost seventy percent of his bloke should have got his section commanders in, got rid of yeah. everybody else, and sat down and gone, "Give it to me. Where did we go wrong?" Because I'll yeah, tell you what, barrels, let's have it. Them, them corporals would have known exactly at the stepping yeah. off point where that was going wrong because yeah. they're the ones getting it in the face. Yeah. He'd had and the that's why. To sit there and go, right, fellas, I didn't do well there. Give me a, give me a debrief. He would have got the most <clears> honest <throat> debrief from the blokes that he's pushing into the, the forge yeah. at the front. Yeah. yeah. But they don't, they don't want to hear it, mate. They no, do not want to hear character. that. Strength of yeah. character yeah. and knowledge. That's why, this, you know, I remember um Stowers, you know he was really good because he placed a lot of emphasis on the junior and senior ncos and yeah. and being able to feed back up to him and yeah he was hard he was a hard bloke to talk to he wasn't approachable was he but it was really good it, it, him and um and bird when he was in 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 the chair because mm -hmm. you they relied upon that experience of the junior and senior commanders to be able to feed back up and for him to feed back down through them it's understanding that yeah. Um, you know the grouping system, etc. You know if you yeah. want to go into it and all that, but mm -hmm. yeah, and feeding up and down and just trusting those people to be able to do stuff correctly Absolutely. and being able to make that change. Yeah, uh, you have you know, a talking about stowers and that. The problem is with stowers and guys like Bird, they're a minority. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it like obviously the other side of the coin. You, you know, there's there's great commanders out there, and, and those guys yeah. stand out to us yeah. and. You know, you can only hope that we, you know, you can get behind those guys. You know, I've had, I've been led by guys who are just, you know, absolutely superb. That they're always looking up and out. You know, they're like, you do your business, you know, and and, and I'll do mine. And, <laughs> and and those are the guys that I've taken what they did forward. And you know, to speak to the other parts, that's yeah. not really. I just kind of look at them and go, you know, I can learn lessons of what not to do. I like look at that and go, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to behave that way. And, and then, yeah. and then just put that to bed and then focus my efforts on, you know, the guys, you know, 
I, I, I'm not going to list them off, but the guys where I've gone, wow, like no, no, this, no. this is somebody I want to follow. This is how I want people to perceive me. You know, when yeah. I'm doing my business, I want people to realize that I've got their back in a way where, you know, they've got the freedom to do what yeah. they need to do. And, you know, I'm going to come at them with, you know, the support that they need. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think what I see, it goes back down to the old mentorship. You know, we had the, yeah. Yeah. all of us guys had those people in our, in our careers that were um, very, very instrumental in, in the way we now do our business. So we, we were lucky to, um, to, to have that within our, our background, you know? Um, so, and that's why those names always come up, but um, yeah. 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 You're right. Agree, yeah. I think it's all, all mega valid points really that, I was just listening while I was feeding the dog, sorry. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm back. I'm in. I wanted to, I kind of want to wrap, uh, sort of like wrap it up. I thought it was interesting that we were talking about the, um, the point of, you know, people getting things right, people getting thing, things wrong. And, and I want to, I know I've hit it a couple of times, but, you know, the point of going into a debrief and it can be the, it can be absolutely awful you know, the way you're receiving, the way it's being delivered, the way you're receiving it can be terrible, but you being prepared to to get something out of it. Like you going, no matter what this is, I'm going in here and I'm going to get something out of it. So, you know, we were talking about people who do the job well, people that do their job badly, instead of just you know, throwing away going, well, I would never do that. And I, I want, don't want to work for that person. Almost being, you know, read, what's it, they say, read like a spy. So, you know, read all the books you don't want to read, look at, dissect all the people that you didn't like and, and go, well, I wouldn't have done that. That book was really difficult for me to read, but now I know exactly it. I know it's counterintuitive, but instead, you know, we yeah. do, we do have like people that we want to follow and we tag along and that's fantastic. <laughs> but it's also turn around and going, I'm going to dissect the bad debrief. I'm going to dissect yeah. the bad, the way I was led badly so that I can improve. Mate, yeah. yeah. I, to, to, to be like, I don't know, swing the telly or whatever, mate, but like, I'm a little bit older, like in service or was older in service than most of you lot. So I remember there was never any positive, like debrief when I, I joined up as an LAC. Yeah. You know, most, most of it was a physical debrief. It was like a slap. Slapping a punch. I was like, I take it. I didn't, didn't get that right. So, and it was immediate. Do you know what I mean? It was, there was no thought and there was no, you know, I, I can remember a lot of my immediate debriefs being a slap punch and press ups and thinking, I haven't learned anything. And, and yeah. I said that to myself for years after that I didn't learn anything for the first, I know, maybe, maybe like two years really yeah if any value yeah, obviously you learn stuff because you you do learn but you know it's like a constructive input yeah. or taking away a lesson didn't didn't really gain yeah. anything until people started i suppose the training system started having you know training points training needs and, and all the rest of it started coming in and, and you used to get a debrief and you'd be like I'm, okay i've got some points to work on yeah and because because i'd had that horrendous experience at the first to go in i'm learning nothing apart from like being really good at press-ups right now i must have been crap so um <laughs> it was just like it, it was really it, that that was the learning curve of like 
So I've learned to take loads of different debriefs. And to be quite honest, like, I think very quickly I learned to just go, don't know what comes now. I'm just going to go away and go, I need to like Donk's one. You know, you, you go away and just improve. doesn't matter if you agree with it or not, or you think it's right or wrong, or somebody turns around after and goes, don't know what he was on about, mate. I thought you did all right. You, you go, you go away and you like, you just go improve. I've got to improve. I've got to improve. Yeah. And yeah. That, you know, it's, it's, I, I think it's more the person receiving its attitude to failure than it is the deliverer. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. So no, it's a good, it's a good point is like you, you have to be ready to receive it. You have to be willing, no matter which way it comes, um, yeah. you know, you you hear a debrief when you're like that was fantastic i want to give all my debriefs in the future like that or i don't really know what was said there but i've made the notes you know and and, and i'll go and dissect it later as, as opposed to rolling up you know with your defense ready you know walls yeah. up defenses up you know no, no, waiting you're almost you know waiting to counter what they come with yeah like if it comes as a good debrief yeah. i'm going to listen to it if it comes as a bad debrief i'm ready to counter with my points yeah. And if, if you're doing that, you're setting yourself up for a bad debrief, whether, you know, I yeah, so. and I think, yeah. and I think because of the positions you usually get a debrief in, like, like historically, when do you get a debrief when you're on a course, when you're trying to pass something. So yeah. you, yeah. you, you're trying to think, you know, I, no, I did do it right. Try and pass, try and argue your point to pass. Do you know what I mean? So that's like the majority of your learning of how to do or how to take a debrief. Yeah. So you've got to get over that and go, okay, if I fail this because I've done something wrong, I'm going to take those points and I'm going to pass next that's time. It. Yeah. yeah. It sounds a bit, sounds a bit cheesy as well, but I always like to, to, to open with like, well, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah. How do you think it went? Because that, that, then gives that person opportunity just to say, well, I think this was bad and I think mm. this was all right. Overall, yeah. I think whatever. And yeah. that is what my full screws or whatever used to do to me when I, when I first got onto the rifle section and we were training and what have you. And luckily they were decent enough blokes to, yeah. to be doing that. And they literally yeah. give you the option straight away to say, well, what do you reckon? And you might come up with a point and they, and they might negate it immediately and say, no, you know, would you, you've said that you thought that that went well, but it didn't. It didn't at all, you know, because yeah. of this reason. You go, okay. And like, you know, so you can, you can adjust next time, like you say. And yeah. um, again, I was lucky really that that was, um, well, that was in the year 2000, you know. So um, when, I, when I rolled into that, so oh, that Jarvis was because those, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those, those people, which was actually your generation, you know, Mike, yeah. Um, you'd already had that that benefit of the hindsight to go well i'm not going to treat the blokes like absolute dicks yeah. i'm going to thrash yeah. them when they need thrashing but if i'm trying to turn them into the person that i want them to be or into the the product that i need then i've got to focus my my attention on these areas to 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 get that final end end state yeah. and make them yeah. into a, make me into a better bloke but obviously mm. you guys progressed as well as as yeah. leaders Mate, do you know and do you know what i think a lot of it mindset was a lot of my instructors and my um, like commanders and stuff that I had when I was young in the service had just done the cold war and nothing else. Yeah. So had no, had no reason why to give you anything, to give you any input, yeah. to, to bring you on. 
and then pretty rapidly like we had the first gulf war and then we had like uh bosnia ireland sierra leone and then we had yeah. iraq and afghanistan kick off and the bloke fighting next to you might be the guy that's been in six months and a day and is your lac or your you know your tom yeah yeah so you've got you know as much as you might want to slap him on the back of it and go what the fuck are you doing you're not going to get any value out of that it is literally mate come on no. pick your game yeah. up blah 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 do this because he's literally he's a bloke firing when you're moving so yeah. and there wasn't that investment in people and yeah. i think i think that's something in business is lost as well being on the outside you see people where managers they don't really value the people on the shop floor because they know there's like a stream of people or yeah. there have been it's going to change now because look at like picking fruit you know yeah all yeah, of a sudden you say. know yeah we want all, everybody to go out fruit picking don't we so it it's that whole change of mindset isn't it where yeah, before we've had like th- thousands of, of workers can come in doesn't matter if the conditions are good or not go on out you go if you're complaining i've got a thousand people that want that job yeah and now creating a now culture like yeah yeah of being ready creating a culture of being ready you know or you know knowing that what the person's saying is like is for you you know it's you know it doesn't matter which way it's delivered in the moment you know high pressure moment it might it might be a little snappy or whatever or you know we've taken the time to dissect it and we're doing a group whatever analysis of something but it's creating that culture early with everybody Mm. that they know it's coming they know you know that it's for their benefit that you want them to succeed so whether you're being short with them because that's the only time you've got or you're being more succinct with them because you know you've had the opportunity to do it and and to sort of like highlight Pete's point if you if you look at the sort of debriefing model of you know reaction allowing you know the person to say to you these are the this is describe you know describe the patrol to me and they describe the patrol and they start to detect it and then if they're struggling with that where you step in and do the description for them and then obviously like Pete was saying in the analysis phase you go two different directions you sort of like you either lead it and you and you lead it and you touch on points so sort of leading the learning or you or you allow them to lead it where it's sort of like self-reflection and this, that, and the other. And either way you end up sort of like in this, this loop of where, when do we sort of dive out of this and sum it up? Um, But it's creating that culture where people are ready for the summary almost where it's like, yeah, you've said some good things. I've said some good things, but here comes, here comes the, so what? And if you create that culture early, whether it's in business, the military, or, or anywhere, even in your family setting in your house, if it's like we did this, we come back and, and we look at something and we go around the little loop of self-analysis or lead analysis, and then we dive out the bottom into a summary. If everyone's used to that and you've created that culture early, you know you're going to set yourself up in a way where each time you do it, it's going to be less and less painful. And yeah, then it's, a, it's a good habit, mate. It's a good habit. It is, and then people will get into that mindset of of almost wanting it. Yeah, yeah. like you know, it, it, like nothing more than when you do a control as a JTAC, you turn around to the bloke stood next to you and go, "How did that go?" Yeah, they were like, "Oh, yeah. mate, you missed this bit." And you're like, "Oh, damn, yeah, yeah forgot yeah. about that." Or, or what? Why didn't you just use that? You know, blatantly big white object there to use as an <laughs> point. You're yeah. like, "Ah, oh, man, yeah." You yeah. know, it's obvious when you're not like like that. So yeah. But when your kid runs up to you, when they're little, it's it's built into the human condition. They run up to you with a painting and they're like, what do you think? Or 
you know, you're, it's you, amazing. You throw a, you know, you throw, you throw a ball you for a dog and it brings down. it back and you give it a treat or you tell it to sit down and they're like, I've done it. I've yeah. done what you said. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, mission complete. Yeah. Can I, can affirmation, I have? Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, so it's built into the human condition. And if, and if you remove that from them, then they have to relearn it as an adult. Fucking dog. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you continue to, you know, you know, nourish that and be like, yeah, absolutely. You know, this, that, and the other without obviously destroy, like small child comes up to you with a finger paint and you're like, yeah, what you could have done was, you know, you could have uh, looked at some of Rembrandt's work and, you know, yeah. maybe the Get bigger fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's really yeah. sweet. How about adding some more colors or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it's going to be yeah. but like fostering the fact that you are going to tell them, you know, if it, it's good and this, yeah. that, and the other, but also you're going to say, you know what? That's really good. Maybe go and get a fresh bit of paper and see if you can do it again and this, that, and the yeah, other. Or, do another one. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't throw a ball for a dog once and be like, why didn't you bring it back? You know, and then absolutely wail on him. You know, you'd throw it multiple times, you'd give him multiple treats, and eventually, you know, they learn to fetch, they learn yeah. to sit, exact things like that. Yeah. So, you know, why do we... It's empowerment, isn't it? Why do we beat that out of children in their young age and then as adults turn around and go, now you're in business, you need to learn to take a debrief. You're like, well, I wanted that one as a kid, but you took it away from me. So, yeah. 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 Continue to give it to people, I think. Yeah. That it's lost, isn't it? They go to school and it's like, no, no one wins, no one loses. We're all equal. Everything's equal. We're all equal. Everything's good. You know, it's fine. You're like... Mm. Not quite how life works. Yeah, it's not realistic. And then they go into the workplace. It's a shocker. And, no, it's yeah. not. And then they go. Yeah, they go into the workplace, and then they're like, "Ooh, I've been told today I was really crap at that. I don't want to work there anymore." And you're like, mm, "Well, you're probably really crap at it because you've been doing it for a day." So yeah, uh, yeah and that's yeah, fair. That's, that's it. fair. Listen, and it's our listen, job to listen. Yeah, listen to what they've that. got to say. Yeah, and then see. But I think the transition between home life, work life, the school bit, that bit is culturally wrong. The way that we we don't don't encourage that yeah know, and it takes that. conversations like this and and you know more of them and people having them in their houses you know off of like off of podcasts off of that where you turn around and say that's not the norm you know that's yeah. not the norm yeah and saying it not saying it in an aggressive way once but you know just drip 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 you know this is the norm this is what you should expect you know having failures having successes having you know debriefs receiving debriefs and that drip 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 the responsibility is on us you know the yeah. society is a sum of all of our actions and uh, it will be what it will be but you know we can we can affect the change that we can affect and i hope that yeah. people listening or watching this are like cool I, I, you know i'm gonna try and use some of the points that guys have brought up and maybe implement them you know that the idea of saying go with you know culture build a mindset you know um list you know list of the uncontrollables that you know don't sweat the things you cannot control but you yeah. know you need to sweat the things you can control and don't be like that's yeah. out of my control when blatantly it is you know don't yeah. you know yeah. throw it away and yeah i think that's what's important just that drip drip think, drip and change the culture over time it's a good thing yeah it's a good i thing. think that the, people need to see that uh, winning is what everyone wants to do in it Everybody wants to win. It doesn't matter what you do. Everybody wants to be successful, wants to win. They want to be the best they can be, better than, you know. But there's nothing wrong in losing or failing as long as you take the positive action out of it. Yeah. Yeah, what's you know? wrong is losing yeah, and then true. just being like, there's, there's just, nothing to be learned. And then just giving up. 
Yeah, and going, that's yeah, it. That's it. Can't do it. I'm out. I'm tapping. Because yeah. you might as well yeah. just go and sit in a dark room now and wait until the like, exit stops working. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And it, it's that, that mindset that, that needs to be implemented. Yeah. And there's lots of things people can do. I mean, you know, you, yourself, Mike, obviously in, in moving into the MMA world and winning and losing fights, you know, starting up new businesses. Donk, I'm sure that you could tell us a hundred stories of like feet falling off in the middle of London or when you went to the, you know, the polls and stuff about successes and failures and what you learned from them. Mate, even, uh, even, you know, the, the charity world, mate, is on charity, an awful mate. lot. Smash you nicely. It's a great, uh, um, like, um, it's quite a cutthroat world, mate, you know? And you were saying about the panel, uh, the sort of panel interviews and stuff like that, debriefs. I remember for the swinging a dip, but the South Pole, it was being paid for by corporate sponsorship. Um, and we had to raise about 1.8 million. And uh, so what they did was they got the British team and we all would pitch to businesses, uh, a lot of businesses, corporate responsibility. Uh, they've got, a lot of money there sitting and we went to Deutsche Bank and uh, we were one of the final three charities uh, doing a pitch and the money at stake here was like 50,000 pounds and it was like right if we get this 50 grand you know essentially we're going to South Pole if we don't get this 50 grand you know you're going to have to start busking uh, in order to pay to get to South Pole so Mate, that's a lot of pressure. And at the end of the day, Deutsche Bank, although it's corporate responsibility, they're not just going to give it to you because you're a charity and you're all right, lads. Mm-hmm. So we had to go out there, mate, to this massive panel of people, all the heads of Deutsche Bank, and do this pitch, mate. And I was flapping. Like, I was thinking, if we bugger this up, there's a lot at stake. And then you sort of think, hang on, this is the charity world. So this is not business. If this is what charity is like, God knows what it's like to be in business, you know. Um, yeah. It's pretty real, uh, and it was quite high pressure. And to, to be fair, we, we nailed it, and we, we, we got the money. But even still, you know, being up against other people, knowing you can lose, is, yeah. is a good place to be. Because it makes you, I think, pull it out the bag. It makes you perform. It makes you do your best. Um and if you know you've gone into a situation, you've done your absolute best and you've still buggered it up or you've, you've not got there, you've not won, you've not got the money, you can always walk away and say, well, well what did we do that wasn't quite right? We need to work on that for the next one. And yeah. that's all you can really do, isn't it? You know? Yeah. But it's, that, it's having the mindset to pick yourself up and go, that didn't quite work. Let's go again. Yeah, having the the courage of you know and conviction of your own ability to go, we're going to go again. Yeah, I mean, if you're still doing it 50 years later, then maybe you should sort of reevaluate. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of sacking it now, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting nowhere. Pete, when you were like obviously when you went and started working with the Rangers guys, because I know there's sort of two sides to that coin. There's some charity, like what brings it to mind is sort of like the charity side of it. Obviously, there's a high Mm -hmm. pressure sort of charity side of it that if, if those guys aren't getting funding then what is a massively important job goes away but two obviously yeah. they, they need to be able to execute their job on a daily basis like what what yeah. sort of culture did you land into there and like 
how did you see that change? Because I know from certainly from their social media presence and things like that, it's massively different even now that you've come home. Yeah, well, um, I was going to say when Dunk was on about the um, the whole sort of charitable organisations and it being pretty cutthroat. So it's the same with all the all the conservancies out there um, or in the areas that I worked in. They're all doing the same. They're literally out pushing the the issue to people and trying to get um, you know charitable contributions so that their their landscape can remain open for tourism and and for obviously which generates income but also um, protects those species and the reason for rangers was set up by two real good pals of mine was um, that a lot of those um, organizations they didn't didn't want their money going to to something that was security based and that could potentially involve violence you know because so they get the charitable um, donations but they want it to say okay this is definitely going to this is going to build a fence for uh, for the rhino enclosures for example but then they wouldn't really want it to be um, at the pointy end of it obviously no pun intended with rhino horns and shit but at the point <laughs> in terms of the uh the um the blokes that are doing the the protection of the of those those species in that environment um so the the change i saw was that for rangers just set up literally for rangers obviously they're closing the title so that all of these conservancies that wanted charitable donations to to enable them to continue doing the good work that they undoubtedly do um it meant that there was no sort of contentious issue so that people that actually donate to for rangers they know it's for the rangers so it's going to do kit and equipment it's going to go to to um to providing them decent shelter decent you know living conditions rations um and and so that that's the difference i saw just i'm scratching the surface of, of charities really was that it's got to be um, a defined area, a defined role that they're trying to support rather mm. than if you contribute to one of the big conservancies, you don't really know what your, you can specify what your money's going to go onto, hopefully, or it just goes to that organization and they do what they want with it, which was a lot of the time, unfortunately not to do with the, the actual physical security that was involved in the anti poaching patrols, etc. Does that kind of answer your question, mate? Yeah, mate. I think it's. I, I think it, it hits on some of the things we've already been talking about about the fact that you've got to listen to people. So, like those people are saying, "I don't want my, you know, I want my money here, I want my money there," and what they're mm. saying is that I don't have a voice if I go with this big conglomerate. So, what you guys are doing is you're actually listening and saying, "Okay, we're we're hearing the debrief. You know, the debrief is we want to know where our money is," and and you're yeah. you know you're allowing that. You're saying, "Good, okay, cool. Well, this is." I've heard what you've got to say, and this is specifically, if you support this, this is where your money's going. So, you know, it goes back to everything that we've been talking about in as much as you've got to, even in that world, you've got to be able to listen and not just be like, hey, we're doing the right thing. We're doing it the right way and we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, you're fall yeah. maybe you're falling on deaf ears. Uh, and in that case, you know, it, it was definitely take on board what's being said here so that so we can put it up there in a different way and make sure the money's going to where it needs to go and people understand where yeah. it's going as well yeah yeah but pe people want to account for their money of course yeah feel that because people feel that they're 
they're giving you something to improve something. And I mean, we used to get people, well, still do get people phoning up the charity and say, how much of every pound I give goes to the charity? Because I read in an article in the paper with another charity that only so much goes and they want to know. And you've got to be able to answer because yeah, if you don't, it's fair enough. Yeah. It, mate, I, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, no I don't. so 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 we constantly update, uh, you know, how much of every pound goes to the charity and how much goes to like you know, admin fees and stuff like that. So people want to know. It doesn't matter if it's one pound or a hundred thousand pound. You know, it's it's just one of those things, um, and I think that's where charity is. You know, people are trying to better things, aren't they? So mm, yeah. they yeah. want to know if they're giving to blinds. Cats UK or whatever it is, how much of that money actually goes to that cat? You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. what yeah. happens, mate. No, it's true. But it's you as the person, the intermediary. You, you know, you've got to listen. You've got to, because if not, the money stops. The charity ceases. Simple. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let each of you sort of like wrap it up here at the end. We've been, you know, this is a a, a decent length of podcast and i'm sure people will be able to sit back and enjoy their brew and, and listen but if you were right now you know you got i can't tell you what the debrief is about i can't tell you it's going to be you know you know straight in your face or it's going to be like pink and fluffy how are you setting yourself up you know in a couple of sentences um mike you start us off how are you going into that debrief what are you telling yourself walking into it to to listen listen to what gets said um and take away the everybody will do it take away the wins because there will be some wins but also take away more importantly the learning points where it didn't go quite to plan because they're the bits i need to work on and that's what's going to make me a better whatever you know the debrief's about so yeah you know do cherish the wins but at the same time and more importantly listen to the bits that didn't go right yeah Donk, how about you? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say good, good, bad, or indifferent. Just soak the lot up, and uh, and just ponder on it all later. You know, just uh, take take it all apart later and sort of think. These are some things you don't agree with that you'll never agree with in a debrief, um, and I think that's the things you've got to go over the most. Um, so I think uh, you've got to you've got to go into it with an open mind. Good, bad, or indifferent. Just, just drink it in, and undoubtedly, it makes you better, for sure. Yeah, Pete, going into a debrief. Yeah, what they said. <laughs> no, no, I think, um, but no, that obviously, in addition, because it's all, all good ways of approaching it. Is I normally I, I would go in anticipating what I was going to get told in terms of uh, I would analyze my own performance and see what I've done wrong, what I think I've done incorrectly. And, and I'd be really looking out for those points that might, they might not be exactly that same thing, but it would be related to, um, and then, and then, yeah, listen to those points, good or bad. Um, like Sider says, you know, take the wins and, and everything you think you did wrong and anything else that you obviously did wrong, just learn from, from what those people are telling you. Cause they're there to, to tell you what you've done incorrectly normally. And so that's why you're there to learn 
from them and collectively from everybody else around you if you're on a course for example so yeah just yeah. take take those bad points and turn them into okay. positive by not by not making those same errors again yeah the notes i've got jotted down are you know have the, i've written mindset probably so many times but you know the mindset thing that you've all talked about there and then sort of the time you know, that take some time to reflect on the points, you know, take, make sure you've taken notes, whether that's in a notebook or you've asked, can you like turn on a dictaphone or something like that? If that's the way you do your business, make sure you have notes to use that time to reflect and then, you know, make a list of the uncontrollables and then make a list of how you're going to affect the things that you can control, you know, and, and have a, a list of lessons learned from that, you know, give it a title, make sure that you can come back to it again in the, in the future. Um, again, appreciate you sitting down with me um, and taking the time. It's been, you know, it's been eye opening as always. I, I hopefully we can grab another subject and, and do this again soon. Thank you. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen. All our podcasts sit on the nine foot night killer collective soul feed forge, not made, and the JTAP podcast. Take some time, maybe listen to one of the other podcast series that you're not listening to and give us your feedback. All these things only happen because of the Nine Foot Night Killer community and we really appreciate them. Thank you everybody for listening.